Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Should you be able to punish your coworker for being an idiot? Boy, glad they can't do that here. It just happened in the House of Representatives, 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Jim Merritt, former Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt, uh, guest hosting. So, Rashida Tlaib, you know who she is? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows who she, she is. She is a far left. Part of the uh, what they call the squad. Yes, total maniac. She's a U.S. representative uh, from Michigan. So, she was censured yesterday by a vote of 234 to 188. It happened late last night by the House of Representatives. 22 Democrats joined with 212 Republicans to censure her over comments she made regarding uh, Hamas, Palestine, and Israel. And we have played some of that audio of her unhinged. I can't remember, it was in a parking lot or wherever it was with a, a rally of people. And she posted things on social media. And she um, was essentially promoting the slogan from the river to the sea, which many people believe, and and rightfully so, that it is essentially a, a slogan designed to promote the annihilation of Israel. And um, she was censured last night by the House of Representatives for, quote, promoting false narratives regarding the October 7th, 2023 Hamas attack on Israel for calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. Look, let me be as specific as we just talked about with our last guest as I possibly can. This woman is a joke. She's a disgrace. And what she said is pathetic and gross. However, if we're going to talk about people that should be censured or rebuked in the U.S. Congress with all the corruption and everything else that takes place, isn't that ultimately, Jim, between her and her voters? I mean, isn't the condition of U.S. involvement and aid to Israel or U.S. aid and involvement in Palestine between her and her voters. Is this really a good use of the House of Representatives time? Shouldn't we be solving actual problems and not focusing on one total lunatic left moron? Well, you know, Congress rarely solves problems. (laughs) And so, you know, it it, it, uh, passions are so high that we don't need members of Congress that that have the podium to to raise this to a level where there could there what her she said could create such a uh, a riotous type of but she has the situation. right but but she has the right to say it doesn't she i mean they're essentially she, she, rebuking her for freedom of speech now i disagree vehemently with what she said and she should be condemned by her voters but of all the just horrible stuff that goes on in the U.S. Congress, this is now what we're picking to but, point but at. What she said was beyond the pale. She 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 knew what she was doing, 
And and this is what censure is all about. You know, we have a lot of people that want to be get kicked out, expelled from Congress and whatnot. But they have uh, I'm sure she has uh, the Jewish faith as as constituents as, as well. And so you, you, I agree with this. I'm glad they did it. Uh, we have the if, if you're a member of Congress, you have the right to censure and you have a right to vote against it. And, you know, the, some of these expulsion uh, 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 votes have gone the wrong way as well. And so, yes, I agree with it. You, you do have a right to speak. But you, but incendiary remarks don't do anything good for the public. And, but where and does it end? So let's say where does it end? Well, this it, is the, the well, this is the question for you because you for and I once are... you really ask a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Boy, Mr. Kendall. What a backhanded comment there. Uh, so this is my question though. Okay, is the next step then someone like me who vehemently disagrees with funding Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be, would I be censured for standing up and saying, Ukraine is not our friend, Ukraine is not our ally, Ukraine does not have a history of lining up with us, and I don't trust them any more than I actually trust the Russians, so no, I'm out on giving money to Ukraine. Should I be censured? Where is the line? Well, no, what you just said is not incendiary. It doesn't raise, uh, you didn't say anything about the Ukraine people. You you said, and that, I, I would laud you for for using your ability to speak and the podium of which you have but you didn't call for the destruction of the ukrainian people and what she did is just she crossed the line what you just said was normal and uh, once (laughs) but but there is such a history with the jewish people that uh throughout the last what how many years 1948 and this is age old and she went beyond the line and she deserved to be censured all right let's get to some of the audio on this because this just turned into a total blank show on the floor of the house so first of all here is rashida talib uh talking about this attempt to censure her over her pro-Palestinian, by default, pro-Hamas views. I can't believe I have to say this, but Palestinian people are not disposable. We are human beings, just like anyone else. My city, my grandmother, like all Palestinians, just wants to live her life with freedom and human dignity we all deserve. Speaking up to save lives, Mr. Chair, no matter faith, no matter ethnicity, should not be controversial in this chamber. The cries of the Palestinian and, ch- Palestinian and Israeli children sound no different to me. Why, what I don't understand is why the cries of Palestinians sound different to you all. We cannot lose our shared humanity, Mr. Chair. Okay, so there is a huge difference, though, between... Palestinian humanitarian, a humanitarian angle, and saying from the river to the sea, right? Well, yeah, of there's course, a huge of difference. course. You know, there's a difference between the Palestinian people and Hamas. There's no question about that. But they that. are the government, essentially. Hamas yes, is the they government. Are. They are. And and but but she was calling for um, violence. And 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 what she just said there, if she would have said that in a, in a um, what was it a, a a gathering, if you will, it was 
it was a, a, almost like a riot situation. I saw the video on it. If she would have just said that, okay. But she went beyond the line of calling for violence. No member of Congress should call for violence. Uh, it's Kendall Casey Show. I'm Rob Jim Meriton for Casey Today. All right, now is what you thought that was interesting. Here's where it really gets good. So, Cori Bush, you know her? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oklahoma? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, uh, Missouri. 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 Okay. Also a member of the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, uh, she absolutely lost it and essentially said Congress is racist of uh, a lack of care and a lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who look like Rashida Tlaib. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, It's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol just appeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeatedly speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators, xenophobia and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me say this. She mourns for the 1400 the, the Israelis. Gentle ladies, time is expired. She mourns for the 10,000 and she will not stop. No no more cease fire now, and she takes the, the death threats that you all send. That, that the gentlelady is no longer speak. recognized. The gentleman from Maryland. I, I just love that. I, I just love that guy that calmly is like, gentle, gentleman from Maryland is recognized. You've been that guy. All right, we're good. You've been that guy before. I, I've been, been that the guy. guy just calmly pounding the gavel. I've been that guy out in front of everybody, and I've been that guy in my office. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you thought that was bad. Ilhan Omar went to Cori Bush and said, oh, lady, just sit back and hold my beer. What is true here is that every single one of them has not acknowledged the fact that Palestinians are dying in the tens of thousands, but will continue to say it is us who are not acknowledging humanity. Rashida will stand strong. Ladies, and time has expired. movement will continue for liberation until every single time has expired. Has the right Ge- to gentleman live from Maryland is recognized. Okay, Jim, I just want you to ponder this for a second. There is someone in the world who has to come home to both Cory Bush and Ilhan Omar mm-hmm. every night and wake up in the morning. What are the odds we see that person at the top of a tall building at oh. some point? Because can you imagine having to come home to that either one of those two every single Bless night? Bless their heart. You know, God love them. I, I, uh, the, the passion. And, and and but it's it but it's, it's crazy. Just, it is crazy, and it's just that's that is really the center of the world is the is Congress, and for that for that to go beyond you know what we would expect from a a uh, it's definitely not Mr. Smith goes to Washington. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, so a couple things. Ryan Hedrick from the WIBC Newsroom is going to join us. Uh, they did a phenomenal job last night with the election night coverage.
coverage. And that article. Oh, goodness. They wrote it. And, and Ryan also works for Barrett uh, News Is Media. Is he a relative of yours? Uh, boy, he's going to be added to the Christmas card list. There was They did a Barrett News Media that Ryan works for, did a, a fabulous article on, on myself and on our show. So we're going to have Ryan visit with us, talk a little bit about last night's election coverage, and we'll get into this. Well, this just wonderful, glowing piece on on uh, on me. Because <laughs> you know, Jim, there's nobody we like better than people who love us. It's the Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. And there goes the last DJ Who plays what he wants to play And says what he wants You know, there's nothing more we like on this show than when people say nice things. About us. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's out this week. Jim Merritt in for Casey today. And look who it is. It's Ryan Hedrick from the WIBC newsroom. You are dressed like a million darn dollars today. Didn't somebody tell you you work in radio? I, I don't feel like a million darn dollars today, Rob. I What a quick turnaround. Yeah. Election night, my first one in Indiana. And uh, man, what a thrill it was to work with Abdul. Learned a lot. And we saw a lot of crazy results across the stage, didn't we? Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what. And you guys did a great job. So we had the IU basketball game on Mm -hmm. last night. So you guys were on the online version uh, of this. And I'll tell you what, they've done such a huge upgrade with the election night coverage because a couple years ago, it was me doing the online coverage. And now you just blew that out of the water. So you guys did such a great job. And I I just thought it'd be interesting before we get to this Barrett Barrett, uh, News Media article that you guys did. Tell us kind of how you guys gather information on election night, because people just say, well, WIBC is reporting. How does that even happen? Yeah, so I have to give John Herrick all the credit. He's the news director. He came up with a a solid plan, and because of John's conflicts with IU basketball and his obligations to that network, we have a team of dedicated people that – I have to tell you, are much better than me. I'm continuing to learn more about this process, but we all work together to gather results around the state. We use social media. We use uh, our sources. We monitor Facebook. And, you know, politics has changed so much in such that when social media was kind of blown up and made to be like the wire, like Twitter is now the wire, right? So these politicians are putting out their own narratives and broadcasting their own press conferences, and we're just pulling this stuff. We're pulling it. We're pulling it together. We have a a spreadsheet. I don't want to give away too many secrets. It's like it's a Copperfield making the Statue of Liberty disappear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, So John has put together a spreadsheet, and we update that in real time to keep keep each other in the loop and you know, it goes down without a hitch, but it's not without a lot of work. Ryan Hedrick from the WIBC Newsroom is our guest. He was kind of anchoring the election coverage last night. Uh, what's your background? People are like, this guy is here. He's the morning news guy now. Like, yeah. where, where not, to, not to be like overly direct, but where did you come from? So I came from Frederick, Maryland, which is right in between Baltimore and Washington, D.C. It's a nice little community in the suburbs off of uh, the Beltway. And I was doing doing a morning show for like three years and before that I came from a small station in Chambersburg so I'm trying to work my way up and then when I interviewed at WIBC I'm like wow this could be like the holy grail for me because anybody that knows anything about WIBC knows 
the history of the station and the names that have come here. And you walk into the Fred Heckman newsroom yeah. and you're like, wow, this is crazy. And, you know, you told me the other day how you grew up yeah. listening to the station. I appreciate the history when I walk around the hallways and do see you, all the names. Do you feel like the ghost of Heckman is scowling at you disapprovingly <laughs> like every time you walk like, in there? don't write that copy. That is bad copy. Yes, it's, I sometimes well, do feel like well, that. Well, it's fascinating. Ryan Hedrick from the WIBC Newsroom is our guest. It's fascinating that you mentioned the history of WIBC because you also work for Barrett News Media, which mm-hmm. is a phenomenal outlet. Those guys are great. They do all sorts of coverage of, of the industry and, and just all sorts of really great coverage of just a variety of topics. And you guys were kind enough, you, to write a piece on me, and it kind of centered around my love of WIBC growing up and being having the opportunity, like you just said, yep. to work in this place that is such an institution in the city of Indianapolis. Yeah, part of uh, part of the creativity that Jason Barrett, the proprietor of uh, Barrett News Media and Barrett Sports Media, has given us the creative freedom to explore the story behind the story. And when I learned about your story, you're a former politician from yeah. Brownsburg who made the transition to radio. It's such an incredible tale of one guy that just wanted more in life. Like you grew up listening to WIBC and you knew you wanted to be at the station. You just didn't know how to get there. And <laughs> politics was your backdoor into, you know, onto Monument Circle. So I give you a lot of props for what you've done. And, you know, telling your story is telling the story of the industry. There's so many professionals out there that I I get to tell their stories every week. And I do two columns a week. I do five stories a week. Wow. And it's a heavy workload, but it's worth it because I love the industry and the world, the nation getting to know the Rob Kendall story yeah. was worth it, man. It was worth it. All the hours that I put together to write that article it's was great. my pleasure. It, it was like, it was, it's so good. I've got it shared uh, and I just reshared it at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter. It, it's so well done because it's like, it's such an honor. People want to talk all the time about your, my political views or whatever. And that's a lot of the stories people will do that involve me or around me. This was great to be able to tell what this radio station mm-hmm. means. And it's so interesting, and I love that you guys, I was chuckling because I always use the phrase, I'm retired from politics, which is laughable. <laughs> You're retired from anything at 39 years right, old. Right. But to me, the politics was was just a simply a stop. Like so many of these people in politics, it's so weird to me. They want to be in it forever. And yeah. I was miserable the whole time I was in it. I was like, I can't wait to get out of this. Right. And so it was. I thought this just the piece really captured what radio has meant to me and what this building has meant to me and what this radio station has meant to me. And I just thought you you just you did a phenomenal job putting that together. Thank you. Our founding fathers never intended politics to be a career thing. Yeah. They intended it to be, you know, a short term. You go home, you, you make the laws, you go home, and you live in the laws that, that you've governed and that you've created. And you saw the vision. You, you know what the Constitution is. And unfortunately, a lot of politicians don't. So, you know, when I was writing the story about you, I was digging in into some of the stuff you told me about Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh was such a was such a um, a figure in conservative radio. He founded the genre, right? Yeah. He made it possible for guys like you to have a career, and you paid respect to him. You you rightfully said like Rush gave me that vision. So in building the article and writing the article, I think it had to center on your love and your appreciation yeah. for people that have come before you, the predecessors. Yeah, it, it's just a great piece. I just wanted to. Have- have you on first of all to introduce you to our audience you've been here forever now and i said we got to do that anyway three months is not forever well in radio it is brother 
<laughs> the fact that you have a we could all be gone tomorrow. The fact that you've had a working parking pass and a direct deposit for three months in radio is quite <laughs> impressive. But man, it's great. We got it shared at Robin Kendall. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to talk about what this radio station means. I mean, you think about and we got to name a lot of these people in the article: Jeff Pigeon, Terry Stacy, John John Gillis, Fred Heckman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this is this is the place I grew True up legend. loving. Yeah, true and, legends. And, and you do such a great job with the morning news, Ryan Hedrick. You are the best. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, 93 WIBC. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. Joe Biden is in the tank, and his administration doesn't want to acknowledge any of it. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Jim Merritt in for Casey today. So, Corinne Jean-Pierre, you know her? Yes. She is the, what is she, the press secretary? Yes. Boy, I'll tell you what. It's not good. I mean, could you pick a worse person? She could do a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) There are days where I see the Biden administration, and I'm totally convinced at some point those impractical joker guys are going to pop up on my screen, and it's going to be revealed that they were in these people's Mm -hmm. ears the entire time telling them what to say. When Admiral Kirby takes over and talks about the war. John Kirby. John Kirby. Yeah. uh, When he takes over, uh, he has the respect of the gaggle, if you will. Sure. And he does such a... He's lying and scheming and scamming, but at least he makes you feel good about it. Yeah, he's professional about it. Yeah, I agree. But he, he, uh, when he answers a question, he's not looking at the three ring binder. Yeah. Uh, He, he, in fact, uh, a couple weeks ago, he was pretty emotional and uh, and 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 lots of Republicans and Democrats supported him in that in that uh, situation, but she just has no credibility with American people, and I don't know how she got to the place that she is. Well, so it's interesting because poll after poll shows people despise Joe Biden, and now it's coming out, and poll after poll is showing they despise him so much they'll vote for Trump over Biden. That's how that's how bad that, it is. That is and large. Instead of doing as Bill Clinton did in 1994, which is the acknowledge and the pivot Pivot. Mm -hmm. and fixing the situation and going, look, okay, we've heard the American people. We've made some mistakes here. Here's what we're going to do to fix it. Boom, boom, boom. Let's roll. Their response is simply just to downplay it or Mm -hmm. deny it Mm -hmm. or deflect it and just act like Mm -hmm. it is not right in front of their face. Well, it's also, as I said in a previous segment. With Shreve, if you're talking about the animal shelter, you pivot back to crime. Yeah. What the Democrats have done very well on the national scene is whatever the, the conversation is, it's highways or, or, or um, other issues, they pivot back to uh, climate change. Yeah. And, 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 they're, and they're winning the day on it. Okay, so Cringe on Pierre gets asked about these polls that are coming out showing Biden in the tank and everyone in the country and it seems like is mad about the direction of the country and listen to this she totally just downplays all of it they show he's trailing um, the former president if they were to go against each other in 2024 so um first let me just be clear i'm not going to speak to any anything related to 2024 and i also want to be very clear here like we have to really take these polls with a grain of salt uh as we should really uh be very mindful here and one of the reasons why is just a year ago right back in 2022 there was the red wave that never materialized right and then back in october of 22 there were multiple stories about how we were, there was going to be a red wave 
Democrats were uh, going to be wiped out. And, you know, we're not talking about that, what we were seeing back in, in October of 2022. Look, and oh, and I'll take it even further. In 2011, uh, this time in 2011, uh, we, we saw, you know, we saw Senator Romney, we saw polls of Senator Romney beating President Obama. And that's where those polls were. That is such a weird flex to yeah. just act like, ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and she got away with it. You know, uh, they used to have those those press gatherings, if you will, those press conferences used to not be every day. Yeah. And if they had it, they were off the record. And um, it would be much better for the Biden administration if they would go back to that practice. But she, she's uh, she's an embarrassment. She uh, uh, there's really no news that comes out of that. And I'm not really certain why they do it. Uh, It's Kendall Casey show. Jim Meriton for Casey today. So one of the I mean, the guy who's really gotten screwed in all this whole U.S. Israel thing is Zelensky right over there in Ukraine, because he is no longer the cause du jour. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans under the new speaker have pushed back and said, we're not lumping all this together. Now, we'll see if they hold firm on that. But they have said we are going to evaluate Ukraine on its own and look there's a new bright shiny object which is israel mm-hmm. and Zelensky is i think getting pretty upset about this so so he gave some interview yesterday where get this jim now he's offering that if you just give us the money we'll pay you back so my question jim where in the world was this for the past year and a half this pay us back stuff <laughs> that's desperate listen to this guy <laughs> reeking of desperation this old one. If you can't give us, can't give us some financial support, okay, okay, please give us a credit, and we will give you back money after the war. And the force, we can buy some ammunition. We will buy. We will defend our jobs. We will have taxes, and we will buy. We will buy from American companies. Just allow us, and that's it. They're going to give you the money back, So he wants a loan. This comes back to FDR with the Lend-Lease. So the the country didn't want to get into the war. Yeah. And uh, and FDR figured out a way to to support those that were in the war and 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 so that, he's gonna pay is, us back yeah that that is desperate. We'll raise some taxes yeah and uh that's a loan that probably won't be repaid no kidding yeah. i almost said something but, but, else you know that but but also um uh benjamin Net- netanyahu is is he's got people that are uh that are worried and that are concerned about his leadership because of the october 7th 2023 um disaster tragedy uh and 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 there are people in in um, israel that are pushing harder and harder to um go violent with with um, with the hamas and I, so it, it I, being a leader is not easy look here here is my deal jim if i'm gonna have to have my money thrown at someone i'd rather it be somebody who i actually know is a friend of my country the ukrainians there's nothing in the ukrainian background that you're like oh my gosh they're so they're so reliably pro-USA. Yes, and you know, um, Vice President Pence, uh, his support of the Ukraine war was because NATO's next. Yeah, you know, Poland. Uh, he 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 had a marker that you can't give up on the Ukraine uh, war because if they lose it, 
What's next? I know you love Pence, but there is a. I'm yet to see a war. Listen, maybe somebody can uh, can correct me on this that he has given up on. It seems like <laughs> every time there is an opportunity for a military conflict, I can he- guarantee you that Pence was president of this country with the Afghanistan uh, imbroglio. That that tragedy that actually happened would not happen under either Trump or a president. Now, uh, Pence administration. Now, one of the things we've talked about is the big problem that Biden has on this Israel thing, because the base of his party, which are those squad maniacs that we played Michigan. Yeah. At the top of the hour are and the people that are with them, which is a huge portion of the Democrat Party now are not only totally anti-Israel, they're pro-Hamas, they're pro-Palestine. And you have seen and a big reason, I think his poll numbers have tanked amongst Democrats, is because he has come out in support of Israel, which is the right thing to do. But now listen to this. So this guy's name is Quentin Folks. He's a Biden campaign advisor. And listen to how all over the map he is on if Biden is supporting Israel and to what extent. Are you concerned about the the uh, just the protests that you are seeing, the rhetoric that is coming out from some base voters, people who are saying that they don't like the response um, that they've seen from the Biden-Harris White House on this issue? Look, Simone, first of all, I want to really take a moment and, and sort of acknowledge that, you know, what we're seeing uh, in the Middle East um, is it, horrific. Uh, I also think we have to acknowledge that multiple things can be true, right? Uh, on one hand, um, you see that uh, Hamas uh, had a, a terrorist attack on Israel. Israel has the right to defend itself. Uh, but the way in which they defend themselves uh, is very critical here. Um, the president has also called for uh, humanitarian pauses and humanitarian aid into Gaza. He's doubled down on the fact that both him and the vice president, that the fact that anti-Semitism, Islamophobia has no place um, in uh, the American political system. I didn't really get an answer there, Jim. Rob, I've I've said this forever. You have to be resolute. You have to be certain if you're going to have, if you're going to expect people to follow you. And you've got to pick a side. Yeah. You've got to be essentially with the, the, the people that brung you. And, and Israel is to be supported. You can't kind of be on, you can't be on both sides of the issue. All right, let's take a break. Hammer's out today. So when we come back, a state rep who just got elected state rep has made a statement that is just simply unbelievable and such a great insight into how these people's minds work. And now that Jim is a recovering politician, he can speak <laughs> freely about these people in the state house. How about that, Jim? How about that for a tease? Recovery. It's Kendall and Casey show 93 WIBC. You won't believe the big announcement from this Indiana state representative. These people never seem to stop amazing me, Jim. Tone deaf. Oh my gosh. 93 WSBC. It's the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Jim Merritt's in for Casey. All right. So you're the perfect guy to do this segment with because you're Mr. Institution, right? (laughs) And you know me, I'm Mr. Bombastic and over the top. So uh, you're the perfect guy. You've got a good product. Well, that's why we have got along so well Mm -hmm. over all these years. But I'm going to turn this over to you because this to me is so gross what this guy did. And I'll I'll get your take on it after we do give you the details. So this comes from the Indiana Capital Chronicle. And this guy's name is Craig Haggard. Okay, so he is a state rep. He was just just elected this past year. So he has just completed his first session in the Indiana General Assembly, which means he barely knows where the bathrooms are at this point. Right. 
And he has announced, according to Indiana Capital Chronicle, so he lives in the 4th Congressional District, which I have the grave misfortune of living in because that means I'm represented by Jim Baird, that he, so this guy Craig Haggard has announced that he's running for Congress as soon as Jim Baird announces he's no longer running for Congress. Let, let, let me let me repeat that. This guy who just he just told the people of his district, "Oh my gosh, I want to represent you. I want to go to the state house. I want to storm the Bastille. I want to represent you and make changes. Elect me. Let's go." He hasn't even completed his first term, right? And he has already announced that he will run for Congress, but only when this guy's done running for Congress. What? These people just get worse by the day. It just kind of, and and I know Craig. He's a friend of mine, good man, veteran, uh, very good state representative. Uh, Apparently, doesn't want to do it. But but you know, and I look at the camera here because I it's unexplainable. (laughs) It's just until just a minute ago I hadn't heard this, and and it just it just it it lends itself to the. The uh, scenario that that people that are in elected spots, uh, that are elected posts by constituents, you really don't know where they're coming from. And and just think about a couple things. One, he's got constituents to serve, 65,000 constituents to serve next year. And uh, and two, Bo Baird, uh, I, I like Congressman, I like everybody. Congressman Baird is a friend of mine. And and his son, Bo, is a state representative. And I would think probably wants a shot at running for his dad's seat. Well, and Baird has competition this year in Charles Bookwalter, who's working very hard. Now, is he going to beat Jim Baird? Probably not. There's a power that comes with incumbency. Here's the quote. Just the arrogance of these people, Jim. This is what he told Capital Chronicle. My plan is to not challenge the incumbent. The best way for me to put it is I'm going to run for the 4th Congressional District period when it's ready to go, whether that's a month or two, whether it's February 9th or whether it's after this next term, I'm running. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is all the stuff that I want to run and help you people and in this district and vote for me because I'm going to go to the state capitol and make a difference. That's all bull. You used that it's, as a you gotta stepping stone. you got to pick a stone. horse. Yeah, you used that. It's the same thing Aaron Houchin did, but she I guess he's learning from the best because she got rewarded. She literally quit on her constituents in the middle of session, and she didn't even hide it and mm-hmm. said, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, this is taking up too much of my time to represent you, you peasants. Mm-hmm. Now, she didn't use the word you, you peasants, but I mean, I'm deciphering what she said. Mm-hmm. As a sitting state senator, Aaron Houchin quits in the middle of session and is honest about it. Well, I'm doing this to run for Congress and no, left those people without representation, but they voted for. So you get the government you deserve. Yeah. We have this is so just offensive, and everybody should be outraged by this. But they should have been outraged at Aaron Houchin too. So maybe that's why these people keep doing it. Just think about Representative Baird, Bo Baird, and Representative Haggard have to work together next year, and and uh, it's almost like Representative Haggard's taking his elbow out and saying. Now, wait a minute, Bo. I know you want to be a member of Congress, but I'm getting in first. It, 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 it is just, it's beyond the pale of how, you know, for these individuals to not really recognize that 
that they're hired to do a job. Now, you know, if if it comes February is filing deadline and and um, and Haggard wants to to file for it and not run for reelection, all the more power to him. But that's gross, too, because he didn't even finish a term. Well, bottom line is... I mean, is that, that he wasn't serious. There's no way as a freshman rep... It's not you, serious. Yeah, you and you know this better than anybody. There's no way as a freshman rep, he's like, I went there and did everything I went there to do. I'm done here. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, but it, the, speaker, <laughs> the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Indiana, Todd, uh, is going to have to see uh, talk to these two individuals and say... I know you won't both want to be members of Congress, but we have a job at hand this uh, coming 2024 session, and I need you to be teammates, not at each other's. And let's talk about how offensive it is, because when you run for public office, you should run saying, look, this is going on in our country or our state or or, our city or our town. And. I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. And I'm going to run and I'm going to do A, B and C to fix it. What this guy is saying is. Well, I'll get around to fixing it whenever the guy that I know I can't beat is done running because I don't want to lose. So it's not really about fixing it. It's about winning. Mm -hmm. I I just cannot imagine being this guy's constituent right now. And this guy essentially admitting to you without saying the words, but he's admitting to you. He doesn't care about you at all. You were a stepping stone and you sucker. It's like the guy, the elixir salesman or the step right up guy at the circus. And you suckers bought it hook, line, and sinker and allowed this guy to use you and your vote as a stepping stone to his next cause du jour that benefits him. And you know, the thing is, is if I was a constituent of his and I was a lot younger and I hadn't been in the Indiana Senate, so it's a lot of ifs, but I'd announce for the primary for his seat. Yeah. Because he clearly doesn't want it. You, you tell you, you tell uh, those Republicans in that district, I'm here. I want to be a state representative. This is what I believe. And and Representative Haggard but wants to be a member of Congress. Craig Haggard should be totally ashamed of himself. The people who support him should be outraged and should totally denounce him. But these people like Craig Haggard behave this way because people like Aaron Houchin got rewarded for behaving this way. And so you get the government you deserve. These people treat you like garbage because you allow them to treat you like garbage. It is all on you. Jim Merritt is in for Casey. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC.